a brilliant young man, but because of the peer pressure, he started cutting class and started failing. And because the principal of the school told her that he was going to have to kick her son out of school, she decided she'd try to send him to private school. But when she couldn't afford that, and they told her that, you know, there's just no hope for your son, she went into a full throttle effort to try to get the laws changed so that these kinds of things, education vouchers, and all of that could allow her son to go to private school and be a success in life. What choice do low-income parents have to get their child the best quality education when they're stuck in certain zip codes with failing and falling apart public schools? Longtime education advocate and former Memphis City School Board member and senior pastor at New Olivet Worship Center, Dr. Kenneth Whalem Jr., is here to talk about school choice. Kenneth, it is so good to have you back. Byron, it's good to see you again, man. You're my brother from another mother. <laughs> Amen. Well, you and I regularly did a, a program right here mm-hmm. on this station mm-hmm. for a couple of years on education mm-hmm. back mm-hmm. when you were a part of the school That's board. That's right. That's right. I'm still fighting the same battle, man. Still fighting the same battle. Back in those days, as you will recall, I was elected twice with more votes than anybody's ever gotten for at large or any other seat on the Memphis School Board uh, and pressed through the transition uh, and I'm still out here, man, still trying to do what I can. You haven't given up the fight. I'm not going to. You're not going um, to. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go to my grave fighting, man. Because it's for our kids. Well, absolutely. Yeah. It seems that a lot of people, especially in office, in public office, elected office, have forgotten that. Or maybe they never knew it. I don't yeah. know. The National School Choice Week 2020 is upon us. And, yes. Uh, you're heading to Washington, D.C., I believe, on Monday. Nashville. Nashville. Oh, Capitol Nashville. Hill. You're Nashville, going to Nashville. Tennessee, okay. uh, Monday. Uh, although there will be some activity in D.C., but all across the country in every state capital, there is a groundswell of local activists who will be going to their state capitals to just, you know, let the world know that National School Choice Week is here uh, and it's not going anywhere. Well, I want to back up if we can and talk about your public education days at Kingsbury High School. Well, I went to Overton. I thought you went to Kingsbury. Uh, no, no. Well, let me tell you, man. Kingsbury. Well, you might recall that time that I made the speech at Kingsbury uh, where I really, really took a stand on this kind of thing. Parent, parental choice, charter schools, doing everything we could okay. to save our kids. Kingsbury at the time was in transition from being basically half white, half black to being majority black and minority Hispanic or Latino okay. and virtually no white kids. And so that was the, the point where I really began to solidify my support for the kinds of things that we're doing now. Back in your public education mm-hmm. days, did your parents attempt to get you into private education? No, they never did because it was never an option for us. Now, when we started, I did go to St. Augustine Catholic School, uh, but of course we didn't have to pay at that time. Uh, And you still don't have to pay for Jubilee schools. But of course, unfortunately, Jubilee schools in Memphis have gone the way of the dinosaur. Kenneth, let's talk about the disparity of a parent who is economically doing all they can for their family, living in generational poverty, and they desperately want to help their child to break this cycle. Well, that's why it's so important to get things like education savings accounts that Governor Lee Uh, has been doing such a great job of promoting here in Tennessee, uh, which means that 
the funds, the public funds that would have gone to that child in a traditional public school setting will follow that child into a private school. And in Tennessee, it's anywhere from $7,000 to $7,300. The amount depends on uh, the level that the family is at. Now, if they qualify for a free lunch, then they qualify for an ESA or, or voucher to go to a private school. And that's so important because we know for a fact that private schools do a better job in focusing on the things that need to be focused on because they have the resources to do so. And that's why it's so important that we do that in Memphis and in Tennessee. Let's look at another element here. In her book, Conscious Parent, Transforming Ourselves, Empowering Our Children, Dr. Shafali Tassarberry says parents unwittingly pass on an inheritance of psychological pain and emotional shallowness. How can the church better address needs of parents to help their children break out of the cycle? Well, we have to do what the Word of God says. And the Word of God says in John four twenty three and following verses that God craves one thing from us, and that's our worship. And if we worship God the way God craves, yes. then he will consecrate our minds And our minds will lead us into the proper decisions, regardless of our genetic past, regardless of our historical past. If we worship God at the altar of grace, God's power, God's spirit, God's love will consecrate that thing that makes us make choices, man. And it's so obvious that it's a hidden gem. It's it's as if the church keeps looking past what it is that we need to do. Dr. Whalem, this is not just addressing the issue of education, but this is addressing every issue we face in mankind. Well, absolutely, man. Yeah. Listen, worship's greatest value, Byron, is that it consecrates the mind. The mind is the place that holds our dreams and our hopes, but it also holds our fears and our trepidations and our bitterness and our anger. Yeah. And if God can consecrate that instrument, that tool, then we can change everything. We can break generational curses, which go beyond education, which go beyond finances, which reach into relationships and families and futures and destinies. And that's what it is that God has been trying to get us to do. And it's almost as if uh, I'm ashamed almost of being a person uh, in the clergy and in the ministry that sees this so clearly when it seems that others are not so clear about it when they should be. Okay, the biggest challenge to parents in investing in their children's education, what are those? It goes back to economics. Yeah. Uh, It goes back to their own family histories, as as was referred to in the book you're talking about. Uh, And it goes to poor choices, Uh, again, which goes back to the results of true worship. If we worship God aright, and if we worship him afresh, then he will renew every day that mechanism in our minds that cause us to make better choices. It's all going back to worshiping God. Well, absolutely. And it's the very thing that we're ignoring. Byron, there is a reason that Satan tried to get Jesus to worship him. When Jesus came up out of that water, man, and he was led by the Spirit up into the wilderness, he was led into the wilderness for one purpose. That is, according to the Word of God, that is to be tempted of the devil. That's why the spirit led him. Now there were three things, three temptations. You know the story, but the last temptation was, I will give you all of this. If you will fall down and worship me. Yeah. The devil knows that it's the worship that holds the key to our kingdom. Okay. Since the merger of our city and County schools in the conglomerate Shelby County school system, how would you grade 
give the system a grade today. Is there such a thing as an F minus? Because if there is, that's what we've achieved. And you don't have to be a rocket scientist to know that that's what happened. At Bible study last night, Byron, I posted uh, a timeline to tragedy, a timeline to the lo- the latest tragedy, tragedy here in Memphis. March 2004, November 2004, the city school board banned corporal punishment. March 2011, the voters of Memphis surrendered the charter of Memphis City Schools. January 2020, another child died as a result of a shooting. Mm. It's all connected, Byron. It's all connected. When you remove discipline, you allow weeds to grow in a way that chokes off the life of the future. When you don't discipline a child, you don't love a child, and the child knows that. Yeah, I remember back in my days at Kingsbury, where I did attend school, right, right. and when you got called to the principal's office or one of the coaches said, hey, you got to come here. Gonna, yeah, right. I mean, then it really changed your attitude fast. And it causes fear in the other kid. We're not talking about abuse. We're right. talking about correction. Right. Well, and because the Bible says that if you love a child, you correct them. And, and that's what God requires us to do. Now, in Memphis and in other urban areas, it goes deeper than that. I don't know if you recall, but when the school board voted to ban corporal punishment, the vote was very close. It was five to four. You can't get closer than that on a nine-member school board. And the objection to corporal punishment was that, well, you know, it it disproportionately affects black kids. And, you know, black kids, well, the black kids who are in the system, majority poor, majority single-parent households, majority who didn't have a father in the household, who hadn't been disciplined. Their mothers don't know how to discipline them. So they grew up without discipline, going through school without discipline. They needed discipline. So why stop the very thing that w- could give them a second chance at a future? So my position was, well, yeah, it does disproportionately affect black kids because black kids are the ones who are the majority in that category who need discipline. Wow. Now, you have a special night. As we record, the show will actually air on Tuesday night, January 28th. Yeah, New yeah, Ol- yeah, yeah. New Olivet Worship Center will celebrate school choice by screening the movie drama, Miss Virginia. And this is part of this Popcorn with Pastor. You've got a copy of it right there in your hand. Man, listen, Popcorn with Pastor, I started it a couple of years ago. And by the way, the church is at 10,000 Woodland Hills. Popcorn with Pastor is absolutely free. All we ask is that uh, you buy popcorn, buy a soda, you know, and and there is no set price for that. If all you have is a dollar, give us a dollar. And here's what I do. Popcorn with Pastor was created to marry education and economic environment, economic empowerment, so that we'll have a movie like Miss Virginia that has an educational component to it. We're training kids. It's a job training program for teenagers, middle schoolers, high schoolers. We're teaching them how to do everything in business from maintenance to clean up, to uh, taking money, uh, to serving people. We're giving them hospitality industry skills that they can use when they get out here in this real world. And we've been doing it uh, once a month for a couple of years. So you're really taking the bus to move Mondays. You you got it, sir. <laughs> I got you it. Got it. You take it to the kids. <laughs> That's it. That's absolutely true. And we do it every month. And you'd be amazed, man, at the results of training kids, spending time supervising yep. them, giving them marketable job skills, and whatever money we get in for the concessions, guess what we do with it? 
we divide it equally among the children who work the event. Wow. So that if we raise $200, five kids get whatever yep. that, that uh, uh, amount is, $20. Whatever it is, we divide it among them, $40. Wow. Sorry, I'm that not is good a, at that. a great thing. And I only speak to our white community listening, too, that you need to take advantage of these bust-and-move proprietors that are working in our community. I mean, you're going to miss a blessing. I've been to the four-way grill. Absolutely. And, and I've been needing to go there for a long time. Absolutely. And Miss, she's the granddaughter mm-hmm. of the original mm-hmm. owners who mm-hmm. started this back mm-hmm. in the 1940s. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Some of the best food you're going to put in your mouth. Well, there's no doubt about it. And, man, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because when I first started Bus Move Monday, I don't know if I've even talked about it when I've come here before, we partnered with Mullen United Methodist Church, which is a traditional white church here in Memphis and Shelby County, and it transformed the lives of the people from Mullen who came. And I say to all of my liberal white friends, to all my conservative evangelical friends who believe in pulling yourself up by your own bootstraps and in economic freedom, put your money where your mouth is at least once a month and support a black-owned business because when you do that, you strengthen the weakest link in our community, which makes all of us strong. Again, you're going to benefit from it. You're going to get some great food (laughs) or whatever the product is. Yeah, Ching's Wings. I mean, who hasn't had Ching's Wings? Do you see my picture down there? Sheila and I have a picture on the wall at Ching. I haven't that's seen how, That's how often we go okay, to well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's go back to the movie. Now, this is based on the life experience of Virginia Walden Ford. She's a native of Little Rock, Arkansas, the daughter of two public school educators. Virginia and her uh, twin sister, Harrietta, were among the first 130 students chosen to desegregate Little Rock's high schools back in the mid-1960s. Have you met Miss Ford personally? Met her once at an event here in Memphis at the Crescent Club. Um, and she's an amazing individual. The thing that strikes me is that she's just like my grandmom or just like one of the, one of the ladies in our church. And she's just like the majority of parents here in Memphis, Tennessee, who want the best for their children. And I thought it was important to use this movie to sort of help some people move beyond the fear. Why don't you share a little bit of her story? Well, her son was, was a, a, a target of gangs in the uh, area where they grew up. Uh, he had started cutting class. Uh, he was a brilliant young man, but because of the peer pressure, uh, he started cutting class and started failing. Uh, and because the principal of the school told her that he was going to have to kick her son out of school, she decided she'd try to send him to private school. Uh, but when she couldn't afford that uh, and they told her that, you know, there's just no hope for your son, uh, she went into a full throttle effort to try to get the laws changed so that these kinds of things, education vouchers uh, and all of that could uh, allow her son to go to private school and be a success in life. I've seen the trailers in the movie, Kenneth. The production quality is phenomenal. Well, it's, is, off this, the chain. it's off the chain. We've got an mm-hmm. Emmy Award winning actress mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uzo, her name is her last name is Uzo. I can't think of the first name, but she's a brilliant actress, man. And uh, it's a dramatic presentation. Uh, people are going to love it. That movie premiere is going to be – well, actually, the movie was released back in last fall mm-hmm. when it first came out in mm-hmm. select theaters around the country. Mm-hmm. But you have a copy. That's going to be shown at the Worship Center. 10,000 Wooden Hills Drive uh, starts at 6.30, and we do start promptly at 6.30 because that's just the way I was raised. Uh, and it's it's about a two-hour movie, so you'll be gone uh, at 8.30. It's no, going to be beautiful. There's, don't have to have a ticket, right? No ticket, no, no charge for admission. Again, though, all we ask is that you be generous in uh, donating for the popcorn. It's the best popcorn in Memphis, by the way. Are we talking buttered popcorn? Man, it's butter and seasoned to perfection. <laughs> and it's better than the Malco. Uh-oh! <laughs> Uh-oh! <laughs>
Okay, Ken, what opportunities for scholarship programs are available for low-income families right here in our community? Well, at the New Olivet, we have given away over $200,000 in free scholarships, uh, no, no strings attached uh, to the members of our church who are in their first year uh, of college, in a four-year college. One is for boys, one is for girls. Uh, Solomon Scholarship for Boys, Sheba the Queen of Sheba yeah. scholarship for yeah. girls. Yeah. Uh no strings attached. They don't have to pay it back. Uh we've given kids up to two, three, four thousand dollars a piece uh to supplement their college education. That's certainly an opportunity for young people who belong to our church. But there are endless possibilities for scholarships across the city. And nowadays all you have to do is Google and you can get all of that stuff, man. It's again, we're living in a time. Now I don't know how long it's going to be uh, in the United States where we're able to have free access to the kind of information we have on the internet. But right now, I would suggest that every parent take advantage of it and just Google what you're trying to find. Okay, how can we do a better job with programs that lend towards school choice options for parents? Well, we can. Now, let me say specifically for Black people. Now, yeah, we've got to move beyond our fear. We've got to. Stop being swayed by our black elected officials who are somehow, I don't know why they're so opposed to, to, to vouchers and to charter schools and to private school funding or public dollars funding. Does schools. that cut into their federal funds that they would receive if, they, if they've got less students, maybe? No. Let me tell you. Here's the deal. And here's what, what people don't know. For every dollar that leaves the traditional public school system to follow a child to a private school, guess what? For the next three years, the school board is going to get that money back. They're not going to lose any money. By that time, Byron, competition ought to have forced Shelby County Schools to fix what's wrong with Shelby County Schools, well, man. Yeah. Mrs. Ford said that her son was falling through the cracks of a system that wasn't focused on the best interest of children. Those same cracks, as you obviously have shared, are here now. Do we have to fill those cracks or just revamp the whole system? I think the system has already been revamped. It's just that a systemic failure is settling in. All you have to do is look at the results, man. Look at the statistics. Our children are not prepared for life after high school. In fact, they're not prepared for life in college. Just check the statistics. Uh, and what we have to do a better job of is being courageous enough to do whatever's necessary to educate our kids. I have a niece, Kenneth, that teaches in our public school systems right here, and she says one of her biggest frustrations in the classroom is the students' lack of drive. She says it really drives her crazy. She knows there's potential full in the classroom, but it's like they don't care. How long has she been teaching? First year. So this is like an eye-opening experience for her, first year teaching. Unfortunately, the statistics say that teachers like your niece don't stay in public education long because yeah. of the very thing that she has just pointed out to you. Uh, and it is as if that's okay with us. It's not okay with me. What has happened is that administration jobs, central administration jobs like superintendent and all those other little positions down there, they get paid so much money. Once you get a taste of that kind of money, you just want to protect your position. And so the focus is not on the individual schools and your niece is going to find it out if she hadn't found it out already. And it is a debilitating sense of frustration that if the, if something is not done soon, we're going to continue this pipeline from school to prison. I understand there is nationwide over 100,000 or more shortage of teachers right. in, in our country. Right. And like I said, they're dropping like flies. 
I have several teachers, educators in my church who have just quit, man. They resign because they just can't take the pressure anymore. And I say that's not acceptable. We've got to let competition force an improvement in our public school system because competition makes everything and everybody better. Beside the financial needs, what else needs to be addressed in order to make parents have choice for private education if they choose private education? They've just got to know. They just got to know what's available to them. And that's why we're doing this uh, movie. That's why we're going to Nashville Monday. We just want people to get information. Just get information. Obviously, your drive, as you mentioned, since uh, leaving the school board has not diminished concerning educating our children. Uh, Have you taken any new direction or different conviction as you've moved past those school board days? What's some new concerns that Kenneth Whalem has? Well, it's still the kids, and that's why it's still public education. Uh, One of the things we have at our church is uh, a focus on young people. We don't have a children's church where we send them off during the morning worship. We, We have them participate and lead worship because, again, worship's greatest value is that it consecrates the mind. And if we can have our children thinking with consecrated minds, they'll make better choices. And in that regard there is no better thing to do for a kid there's no better gift than to give them the gift of critical thinking okay now the popcorn with pastor popcorn with pastor tuesday night six thirty. that's tonight because we're recording the show it's yes, going to air sorry. tonight but I'm it's sorry. tonight yes tonight yes free six, of charge Six thirty. Ten thousand woodland hills drive yeah that's miss old, virginia oh yeah we've got to get together sometime and talk about the move the Absolutely. olives have moved. We've gone to Cordova, man. <laughs> now, our school is still in Orange Mound, okay. right there where it was. We have not uh, forsaken the community. As a matter of fact, Arrow Academy of Excellence right there on Sims is one of the highest performing charter schools in the state of Tennessee. Just another example of how traditional public education, if it's failing our kids, we need to do whatever is necessary to educate our kids. Okay, what's making that school so successful? The love that the staff has shown smaller sizes, smaller class sizes, and support from the parents of those kids. Again, it's not rocket science. It's what makes every school successful. That's really the key, too, is having the parents be part of their kids' education, you know, and have an interest. I mean, some of them are working more than one job just to try to put food on the table and pay the electrical bill, you know. Absolutely. And it's, it's tough to be there for them. Absolutely. You know, and we've got kids going home with no parents and even kids going home without any food in, in the refrigerator That's right. for night, That's right. you know. That's right. And it shouldn't be that in public schools. Well, I just saw a news story last night here in Memphis about how people are uh, donating food so that the children in the class can have can take food home to their parents. That's, it shouldn't be that way, Byron. Well, and that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Speak into a second, if you would, Kenneth, about this uh, horrific drive-by where these children have been shot. The story is just so horrible. I taught about that in Bible study again last night. When you don't have discipline, you don't have restraint. The children who were in school or who started school in 2004 when the school board banned corporal punishment went up through 12 grades with no physical discipline, none. And those are the children who are having children now. And if you check the police reports and you check the age of the perpetrators, you'll see it's the age group that grew up through a school system without physical discipline. It is not going to get any better until it gets better. And how can it get better if we don't introduce discipline to the children who are coming up now? I think it's a crisis, Byron. But God specializes in crises. Yes. 
Uh, things that are thought impossible with man are possible with God. And we can do it, but somebody's got to cry loud and spare not. Well, and this is the opportunity really for the church. Absolutely. And again, listen, man, there are 6,000 churches on this block, right? I mean, every day there's another church coming up. And a question that I ask is how, with all of these churches in Memphis, can we have the level of dysfunction and crime that we have? How is it? Is it God's will? To some degree, it has to be because he's allowing it to happen. But I don't think it has to stay that way, especially if more of us worship him and get a consecrated mind, which will develop the courage to make proper decisions. What do you hope to accomplish in your travels to Nashville with Governor Lee and this uh, School Choice Week? We're taking a busload of people, man, who we just want to raise visibility, raise the visibility of people who believe in parental choice for schools. We've got to raise the visibility. We've got to raise the information level of the parents who can take advantage of this opportunity. Later this month, uh, the application process is going to begin where parents can apply for these vouchers, apply for these scholarships for their children to go to private schools. And that's what we're trying to do Rate interest in that. Your better half, Miss Sheila. How's she doing? She written any new books? Yeah, she has written a new book. She? Uh, she's written a book about her mother called Big Shot. She's got, I think that's, is it your seventh book? I don't know. <laughs> she, she's still doing her thing, man. And she's a beautiful, beautiful woman. She's a first lady beyond reproach. And she's waiting for me in the car right now. Oh, my goodness. She should come up here with us. She should have been up here. I'm going to let her do that next time. We're going to have to get together. The Whalen family, your son, is he still blowing the horn? Kenneth the third saxophonist is doing his thing, touring all the time with his new projects. Cortland, the vocalist, is about to do a show, uh, Valentine's Day. Cameron is still with Bruno Mars. So, yeah, man, it's in our bloodline. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> of course, your brother Kirk is Grammy. Kirk uh, is Grammy, a Grammy winner. He just put out a short film called Humanité, where he uh, recorded an album in several different countries around the world, uh, pushing the object of love wow. uh, in different languages. So everybody's doing good, man. God is good. Well, we've got to say it one more time now. Popcorn with the pastor, Dr. Kenneth Whalem Jr. We invite you to come out to the New Olivet Worship tonight, Center. Tonight, tonight, yes. 630. Come on out and enjoy some delicious popcorn. Buy up that candy and popcorn and really be prepared to be inspired and encouraged. And let me also encourage our homeschool families, because this school choice option is really for all. If you want to private educate, we can talk about homeschoolers. It includes homeschoolers as well. Yes. It includes homeschooling. It includes every arena in education, man. That's what makes it so powerful. And I believe that's why the opposition has been so staunch. Opposition from uh, traditional public school advocates and just the status quo, man. This is a key to unlock the future for a lot of kids. Dr. Kenneth Whalem Jr., God bless you, my dear brother. Thank you for what you're doing for Christ's kingdom. I'm so glad we got back together. Let's do it more, okay? Let's get back together. Absolutely. Appreciate you so much stopping by. One thing I want to leave you again, worship's greatest value is that it consecrates the mind. I love it. Bless you, man. God bless you. Well, friends, that's all the time we have on this edition of Mid-South Viewpoint. I do appreciate you stopping by. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Byron Tyler. We'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye.